learned, learned a good many things from Pastor Larry, um, one of which is uh, how consistent he is. You ever experienced that before? He's very just there all the time. You can count on him. And, um, and that's a really good thing to learn. So thank you for being there, Larry. Um, well, if you have one of these fantastic overall outfits on, would you please stand up for just a second? Where are, where are you? There's one there. Clayton. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, you can clap for them. Um, if you own one of these, you can stand up too. That's uh, Kyrie, Grant. Um, there's a few others somewhere. Uh, anyway, one person's sick. He's not here. Joseph Phillips will pray for him. Joseph Solorzano is sick. Anyway, um, I'll explain this in just a second. You guys can sit down. You're going to be hearing from them here in just a bit. Um, I actually have uh, kind of a word from the Lord. I felt like God wanted me to just say this really quickly, and it kind of explains these also. Um, we picked these things up um, in um, uh, Waterloo, Iowa at a Walmart, and... Um, I just found that the tag the other day, they were $29 a piece, and they were on clearance. And um, so we, our whole group drove to Minnesota, and halfway there, we stopped in Waterloo, Iowa, and spent the night at a church up there uh, with Pastor Brian. We went to this Walmart, and there were all these things. And Laura, who is uh, one of the Manning's cousins, bought one, and then we all went and bought one. And what it reminded me of is to pray for our country. I think of this as an American outfit, right? And I want to pray for our leaders and for those in authority and, and for the church, like you were saying, Debbie. And the word is real simple. Jesus in Matthew 24 says something over and over again. He says to us as the church, he says, don't be deceived. And that's a word not just for the church at large in America, but for us who are right here. Sometimes deception gets in there. And it's real easy to be deceived, even sometimes the elect, if it were possible, it says, right? So don't be deceived. I'm right in there with you. I don't want to be deceived. Um, so that's, that's, that's the word for now. Um, okay, so I wanted to throw a couple of real quick things in here um, before these guys come and share. Just to lay a quick ground for this before you look at those pictures. <laughs> um, Jaden, go ahead and throw up that first scripture. The whole thing this year, the theme at TeenServe, if you will, was purpose. And that's if you could see underneath um, these overalls, it says purpose right here in um, on my orange shirt. And there's a verse that goes with that, and he's going to pull it up here. And it's a really interesting verse. You don't typically think of this particular person having purpose, but the scriptures clearly say that he does have a purpose. And I'm going to read it. Romans 9, 17, Paul says here, For the scripture says that Pharaoh, everybody say Pharaoh, Pharaoh, I have ra- I raised you up for this very purpose. Well, what in the world could that be? Pharaoh wasn't very nice to the children of Israel, was he? That I might display my very, I raised you up for this purpose, that I might display my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Another version says that God may be famous in the world. Why would he use Pharaoh? Isn't that interesting? So my thought on this, so I won't go into the whole theology thing, but you go anywhere in the, uh, all over the world and people know this story about what happened to Israel and 
the children of Israel being let go out of bondage from slavery, right? And he used Pharaoh to proclaim his name on all the earth, and he's still doing it today. Isn't that cool? So if God wants to use someone with a hardened heart like Pharaoh, who worshipped all kinds of other gods all the way up until his son had to die, imagine what he can do with you who want to serve God. What kind of a purpose does he have for you in the earth? And so be thinking about that. If we don't get this purpose thing down, everything else is meaningless, right? What in the world are we doing here? Does that make sense? So this next verse real quick, I'll throw up here. I felt very led to put this in here. And this is as an encouragement because I see you guys doing this. Um, and it says here in 1 Timothy 6, it says, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as good as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Isn't that powerful? And here's what I want to suggest to you today. I think of Carrie Grace when, when I'm about to say this. She's really helped me think. Carrie Grace, raise your hand. This girl right here is one of my heroes. She's doing mission work in Atlanta with all kinds of refugees that speak all kinds of different languages. She's learned Aramaic. And uh, is that right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Arabic. Yes, not Aramaic. And so... Anyway, I just thank you for doing what you do, Carrie Grace. Um, we love you. If you, whenever I see her, I just want to give her money. I just don't have any to give her. But <laughs> um, so uh, I, here's the statistic. I'll just throw this out there real quick. If you make twenty five thousand dollars a year, this is worldwide. This is not just America. Twenty five thousand dollars a year. You're in the top ten percent of the world's wealthiest people. Ten percent. If you make fifty thousand dollars, guess what? You're in the world's top 1% of the world's wealthiest people. Pastor Larry said it many times. He said, if you step on the other side of the border in Mexico, you're one of the wealthiest people in that country. Guys, this is for us. This is not for somebody that has a lot of money that we call rich. This is for you and for me. I've been very convicted about this. So thank you for being so generous. We would not, you wouldn't be hearing these stories from these kids that you're about to hear if you hadn't have sown seed into their life. Lives were changed because you gave something and you're obeying the scripture. And it says to, it says to be rich in good works. I really like that. That good. Okay. So, um, and for those of you who don't know, um, I will just say the Lord called me at seven years old to travel the world and share the gospel with people. And that's part of my purpose. And I know that for some of you in here, maybe God's called you to the same thing. And maybe your purpose looks a little bit different, but we're all called to make disciples, right? And the Great Commission covers all of us that are here. And so I just wanted to encourage you in that uh, today. Okay. Um, so... Go ahead and throw up this next picture. I'm going to introduce you to quite an amazing man. This guy, some of you may know Darren Darren um, Manning. Come on up here, Darren, real quick. He didn't know I was going to do this. But I'm going to have Darren introduce this, uh, these next um, th these pictures. We're going to watch a short slideshow, and uh, Darren's going to tell you why he's looking out the window at St. Louis. 
As you can tell, I tried to stay out of the photograph. <laughs> well, I was um, I was appointed to uh, go. I didn't get to go for the whole week. I'm sad I didn't. Um, but uh, my son Clayton, this was his fifth teen serve, and um, every year he's come back. I felt like well, I wish I could have been there. I mean, just because you know what he talks about and what everybody shares, and and this year. Um, Roddy shared with the idea that, well, maybe I could use some help coming back. They had some plans. They were wanting to do some extracurricular things, uh, you know, and enjoy the trip. And so um, I volunteered, and I flew to St. Louis, met a wonderful lady, picked me up at the airport that was with the church that sponsored the teen serve, and and uh, got to stay there that night and see the closing sort of festivities and it was uh, it was wonderful, and and uh, what's cool about the last night of Teen Serve, and they they may talk about this later, but the families that they help, these twenty eight families, come, they're invited. They don't all come, but they're invited to come to the school and to see what these kids, what's articulating these kids. A lot of the families are Christian, but some of them aren't. And it's just a really cool experience to see these families come and the, and the uh, camaraderie that they've developed with the kids and with their, you know, their little team members. And they see the bigger picture, I think. And um, they, they listen to Christian rock and roll. <laughs> There's a guy named Phil Joel that plays at every teen serve. And, and uh, it's just it's, it's a wonderful experience for me. And, uh, and so then... I got to drive back or help drive back, you know, and, and um, I was so glad I went. But um, we, we've got some, um, I think he's got a slideshow that we're going we're gonna to uh, to do. And, oh, and, a, and, a, and actually, you know, this is another thing. Teen Serve um, goes in um, in advance, years in advance, in fact, to the community. And they start to raise awareness of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And it gets media attention. There's newspaper people that come out and news people that come out, and they encourage that. And so uh, there's been, there were several reports uh, that were aired on the news uh, at the time that they came. And then there was one report that we, we uh, got a copy of because my niece was in it. And so... It was uh, it was really cool, but we're ready to go. Teens from all across the country are traveling here to our area, help uh, by helping and lending a helping hand to others. ABC Six News reporter Jacqueline Harold takes us to camp. I need more paint. Faith for some is the act of believing, even if you don't know the solution. For others, it's selfless serving. And that's what this week was all about for a group of people in Pine Island. One day I was asking the Lord, um, you know, how I can get what I need to help get some of the work done. And that week the announcement about Teen Serve came out in the uh, newspaper and a friend of mine told me about it. Teen Serve Workers Camp brought nearly 200 people from across the country to share their faith and their kindness to complete strangers. I enjoy it. It makes 
taking this this week off work, it really makes it worth it. And in the process of building up the community, some of the younger volunteers... I'm 13 years old and I'm from Sydney, Ohio. ...that it also helped strengthen their faith. It's kind of like in that mutual state, like, you know, like, like your friends, but not like really good friends, if that makes sense. Um, but like this helped me like get a little closer to him. Mr. Schmidt says though he'll continue with more of the housework when Teen Sir finishes their week in Minnesota, he's grateful for everything they've been able to accomplish so far. They've just done wonders for curb appeal on the house and refurbishing the building on the outside of the house and helped me save so much time. And labor. In Pine Island, Jacqueline Harrell, ABC 6 News.
while that's coming up. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed, I was talking to Sarah about this, her favorite thing uh, that we got to do, one of them was just be with our group. And so this is a short video of us doing devos with our youth group. Yeah, it's devotion time. Thank you, Darren. And whatever lies before me, let me receive the evening comes. Bless the Lord, my soul, oh, my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never And that kid right there, Joseph Solorzano, um, is sick today, so please pray for him. They're taking him actually into the dock, and so he, we can maybe um, even just pray for him right now since he's right there on the screen. Can you guys just help me do that? Lord, we just thank you for Joseph Solorzano. We thank you for this young, amazing drummer, uh, godly man that loves you, that is passionate about you. God, we just send forth healing to him right now in the name of Jesus. We just speak life over you, Joseph. We pray, Father, you'd send angels and ministering spirits to that hospital, wherever he is right now. Give his family comfort. We pray he would recover very quickly in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Uh, well, I hope that gave you a little bit of an idea of kind of what we did and what it looked like out there. That's um, on the mission field. But as Larry mentioned, we were in the parking lot here before we left. You saw us on the butt uh, in front of the, the big van there. And um, and I told the kids before we left, I was like, hey, we are right now. This is a beginning. We don't go to a mission field. We are in one right now. And I just that is just something God has just spoken to me over and over. You don't uh, have to go to another country, right, to find people in need. Spiritual poverty is a real thing, and they need Jesus. And the world the world needs Jesus, and we have him. How dare we keep that quiet? We don't get to be quiet Christians that stay behind our church doors and let the world have their fun. Mm-mm. And sometimes that means persecution. And the scripture clearly says in Timothy, or actually Peter, it says all those who desire to live a godly life will suffer persecution. It is not an option, right? As Christians, that's part of something that God gives us grace to deal with, right? So I just I just encourage you with that. So um, real quick, I'm going to have, um, let's see, let's have um, Kyrie come up here. Can you come up here, Kyrie? Um, she's going to share with you just a couple of things. Yeah, give her a hand. Even though she's not wearing, you look great. Thanks. Yeah, so as you all know, um, I've been going to Teen Sur for forever and a day, feels like, since 2011, so really long time. Um, so, yeah, it's been amazing just as the years have gone through, like going as a work camper and then going um, and being on staff forever and then going back as a leader. Um, but this year in particular stood out. Um, for the the whole purpose deal. You know, I think as humans, a lot of times we kind of fumble through life seeking God's direction, but wondering, like, what's our purpose? What's the next step? Where am I going next? Where's the next direction? Um, 
and this week really honed in for me, I know, and for a lot of the other kids about just asking that question, like, really, what's our purpose? If God never speaks to me again, what's my purpose? What am I here for? Um, so something I really enjoyed with the messages is it talked about, you know, Pharaoh and the Lord said, I, I raised you up for such a time as this, you know, even though Pharaoh was someone who was used by the Lord, um, and in a lot of ways went and made his own decisions, God still used him. Um, but the contrast to that was, um, was Esther, you know, Esther was being Ra- was raised up, you know, by the Lord and, and the Lord said the same thing. I raised you up for such a time as this. And she had to make that choice. You know, she had to choose, um, whether she would serve the Lord or not in the same way the Lord's will would get done, but she had to make that decision. Um, so it was cool going through that. Um, and I know a lot of times in life, um, you know, I kind of put the label of myself like, Oh, I'm a nurse. Yeah. I'm an ER nurse. Like that's what I do. That's who I am. That's what it feels like. Some days I wake up and I'm like, yes, going to the hospital, I'll be there for 12, 13 hours. And that's what I do. But it's really cool just diving into the fact that, you know, God called me even out of that and saying, you know, you're more than a nurse. Like, you know, you're a follower of Christ, you're a child of God and walk in that identity, walk in that authority. Um, so I took a book home from teen serve. Um, I don't know if anyone else is going to talk about it. I know Sarah read it. Um, I don't know if anyone else has read it. Roddy, I think has read it too. Um, but it's called Redwoods and Whales. And I just read it the other day. It's a real short little read. Um, but it just goes into, um, distractions and being distracted from your purpose. And so it goes through a list of things that can a lot of times, um, as Christians just steer our, our, um, focus in other directions. So, um, I encourage you guys, if you want to pick it up, it's a good little book. You can order it online, but, um, it's cool. One of the things it talks about is social media. So I felt weird like posting on social media, like everyone should read this book, but I figure while I have it, you know, yeah, I know Janine got to work on the book too. So she got to Phil Joel, sorry. Phil Joel is the author and he's our worship leader. Just a man with a heart for the Lord, a heart for spending time in his presence. Um, and really for leading teenagers into their, into the Lord's presence and into their purpose as believers. So it's a really good little deal. Awesome. Please don't go anywhere. You can stand right over there. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Grant. Where's Grant Pody? Oh, there he is. I was looking for uh, overalls, but uh, he is wearing, wearing a Zealand shirt. Zealand is the band that Phil Joel leads. So, Grant, tell us what happened. So, this is my, like, seventh or eighth year, something like that, going to Teen Serve. And um, every year, my crew is always a very eclectic group of people. It's always people that are, aren't always Christians or haven't always been raised in a Christian home. So like going to the work site, you're we're all supposed to be like examples of Christ and like having uplifting conversations and everything. And like usually every year we're sitting around our resident or homeowner and like someone in our crew starts saying something. And we're like, oh no. And I'm just sitting here like praying that like they just won't say anything that they're, or won't continue going on what they're talking about. Um, but usually every year that's when our resident, even if they're a believer or not, will just come over and just be like, oh, I understand. Like they'll like really relate to the person that's getting off track and everything. So, um, but usually I have to like, talk to them and be like, hey, we need to make sure we're keeping our speech good and everything. But um, this year that was 
it was kind of an issue, but they, the resident completely, um, just kind of disregarded everything and, um, really got to speak into the life of even this child that was on our crew. And that was really cool to see. Um, my crew leader was, um, a guy named Jason Holman and he is a super servant for the Lord. He's a super hardworking man. And, um, I really got to, he's been my crew leader for like four or five years. Um, don't tell anybody that. Um, but, um, his big thing is he doesn't really care the way that the resident treats us. If it's, if it's rude or anything, like he's always, um, so kind and loving and just willing to serve no matter like what the circumstances are. And this year, our resident kind of had a different attitude towards us. She was like, more like expecting us to do these things and was like, um, I don't know. She was just like, Hey, like you need to do this. You need to do that. Just kind of like ordering us around. And I was, I was kind of in my heart. I was like, I don't like this. Like she, she needs to be grateful that we're even here, you know? Um, but I guess the Lord really spoke to me like, you know, like we just need to love her. And I mean, I understood what she was saying and everything, but um, that was a big thing for me to, uh, to understand, but I loved her through it anyways. And it, that was only like the second day, but I had gotten over that and the rest of the week was great. And we met a bunch of awesome people throughout the whole week from all over the United States and everything. So thanks Grant. doesn't seem right to have these two up here and not their sister. So can Carrie Grace come up here real quick? Yes, you can come up here too, Clayton. I'm going to talk first. If that's okay, Carrie Grace. Um, Remind me to take my <laughs> Okay, um, so my journey with Teen Serve started um, this year. It started before we even actually went to Teen Serve. Whenever Roddy announced, hey, we're going to Teen Serve, blah, 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 like, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can make it this year. Like, I've loved going to Teen Serve, but maybe it's just not my time to, it's just time for me to move on but god was like no no <laughs> he's like you're going and so uh about two weeks before we left um i kind of had this feeling like i really needed to go so i ended up co- contacting a bunch of uh people i needed to contact and through the military and uh ended up getting off um somehow some way um and then i was like well I guess I'm going to have to pay for this out of my pocket. But somebody in here was like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to pay for you to go. And I was like, okay, all right, that's great. So I ended up going. It was very unexpected, and I absolutely loved the experience this year. Um, my crew, uh, we had a great crew and a great resident. Um, she she really needed us. She was very lonely in this world. Um, it was really sad to see. Um, so we, we took our time on her house. Um, we could have finished in like two days, but we, she, we just felt like she really needed us there and needed to hear what we had to say. And, uh, so we took about four days and the last day we went, went and helped another crew. But every, every minute she had with us, she, like the moment she walked out the door, she was smiling from ear to ear, always talking, um, from the moment we were there to the moment we left. And it was really cool. Um, but that was my experience. 
Awesome. Uh, all right, so Carrie Grace, we're going to step out of the teen serve world for just a second, and she's going to share with us a little bit about what she's been been doing down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Surprise, it's me, not from Teen Serve. Um, yeah, like you said, I was working um, in a refugee community outside of Atlanta, um, and so something I just want to share. Um, when a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you are strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And so um, it's just a tiny town outside of Atlanta that I was have been in for a couple months, basically um, meeting physical needs um, and spiritual needs, and really learned a lot about what that looks like and how to do that well, um, how to teach literacy and computer skills to kids and also um, share the love and the truth of Jesus with them. Um, and one of the awesome things that I got to see um, was at one of these literacy reading clubs we held um, in an apartment complex. Um, I had a group um, from a very uh, dangerous and war-torn country in Central Asia Um and they were actually all from this country, and there was all from a Muslim background. And as I was um, doing the Bible story for the day, and we were having our Bible study, um, I explained to them, you know, you all come from Muslim families, and you have your holy book, which is the Quran. And since I follow Jesus, this is the book um, that we read and we follow, believe God has given us. Um, and one of the boys, actually his family um, from this country that doesn't, like, has no, like, uh, native church or anything from that country, um, he he pipes up and he says, "I'm a Christian," and I was like, "Yeah, you, yeah, you know you are," and it was really awesome. But later on, uh, one of the girls turns to him and says, uh, "Well, actually, we were writing a poem, and he had to write where he was from." Um, and he says, "Afghanistan," and she says, "You're from Afghanistan?" And he's like, "Yep," and you can see her wheels turning in her head, and she says, "And you're a Christian?" He says, yep. And um, you can see her wheels turning because this girl has never met um, a Christian from Afghanistan before. Um, and so that was just one of the beautiful parts you get to see is that God is using um, violence and war and horrible things that we can't even imagine and bringing people to a place um, where he's using them to reach their own people. Um, and he's using um, this child uh, uh from Afghanistan to reach other Afghanis here. And he's using them to speak life and truth um, to their people, not only here, but also abroad. So that was just one of the things that I got to take back from my time there was that God is using, like they said, Pharaoh and his hardened heart and these horrible like things that all of these refugees have experienced, all the war and violence that they've experienced, and he's using it for his glory. And he's using it um, to show people who he is and to teach people who he is and so I was super thankful to be a part of that this summer, and thank you for supporting me and praying for me. Um, it really, it matters, and thank you for uh, um, kind of doing that, like what, what God's Word says, and that's the beauty of it, is that it's not a political statement, it's just God's command to His children to um, to treat other people that you, the way you want to be treated, no matter where they're from. So, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It's good. Appreciate you. I just gave you a new language. Don't, don't go, come back over here. Stand over there with your sister and brother and that other guy. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Clayton Pody. Um, awesome. <laughs> um, Jaden, why don't you come down here and, um, let's see. Sarah, you want to just come on up here? I think that's everybody. 
times they get away. Okay, Jaden, what happened to you? <laughs> okay, so Teen Serve was, this is my first time going to Teen Serve, and it was interesting. <laughs> I normally enjoy long car rides, so that was kind of fun. Um, but <laughs> you love that. Um, but I think one of the best parts I learned from TeenServe was relationships and like how important it is to keep relationships. And even if it's to like get a teammate's number or one of your roommate's number, just to stay in contact with them. Um, it's very important. And, um, so that's one thing that the Lord really showed me was to stay in contact with people and stay being a light to them rather if they know the Lord or not. Um, so that was one of the biggest things. Me and Grant were on the same team, so he took some words from my mouth. <laughs> they were... <laughs> It, we had an interesting resident, um, so I'll just kind of leave it at that. It was a really good time. <laughs> um, it was also my first time at Teen Serve, um, and what the Lord talked to me most about or showed me uh, was um, having more patience in my life and dealing with stress. Um, and just trusting in God and just even everyday life and in long-term life and what you're going to do and your purpose. Um, and I think he dealt with that by giving me um, Vicky, who's been at TeenServe for a long time as my crew leader, and also the house that we were working at, which was actually a very uh, easy house and like Clayton's house. We, we could have had it done in probably like two days. Um, but we stayed there the whole week. Um, and we, uh, because my crew leader Vicky wanted to really spend time with our residents and I was with another, I was kind of on the same page for uh, a while that week with my, with another crew member where we just wanted to, we wanted to get it done and spread the word of God and then go on to another house and help more people. And that sounded good. And, Miss Vicky was like, "No, we're gonna stay here, and we're gonna we're gonna really spend time with our um, with our residents and build relationships with them." And so we did, and uh, we got the house done, and it you know looked great. But the really important part was not stressing out about you know first off getting it done, you know, or not being able to move on to a no new house, um, and then also just having patience with, you know, my crew members or with my crew leader with just trusting in in God and in her and that it was going to get done and that it was a good thing that we were staying there the whole week. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I was super honored to be with every one of you on this trip, and I hope we can do more, um, which brings me to this. The Lord, I believe, is calling me to the Philippines next um, some islands not too far away from here, really. Um, I think, uh, Carrie Grace, did you go down there? Yeah, so CG has been there. So I'm just following in her footsteps. Um, that'll be uh, in March. So pray about that. If God puts that on your heart, <laughs> James, or any else, uh, other people out here that really likes to do mission trips. Um, 
and uh, it would be amazing. So I've tagged Darren, too. Maybe he'll bring some of his kids. I don't know. But um, so what I want to do now um, is just um, uh, I want to just can you guys help me pray over these guys? Just reach out your hand. Don is going to um, play some music and I'm I'm going to go back behind here with this young lady here. And uh, oh, good. I thought you had a question, Larry. You know, if you can just come up and take the mic. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to uh, baptize uh, Sarah. And uh, that's going to be awesome. Um, And the way I kind of envisioned, I know it's 11 o'clock, but we're going to baptize her and then um, just have just a few minutes of ministry time. And maybe there's someone that's sick. Maybe there's someone here that doesn't know Jesus. This is a really good day to get to know him. Um, Maybe there's someone that wants to be baptized. Come talk to us. I don't know. But we are here for you guys, and um, you have invested in these lives. So just let's just pray for the, this. And if you're um, um, if you're 18 and under, can you just stand up? We're just going to include you, all the kids too. Um, just stand up. We're just going to pray a prayer over all the young people in this house tonight. Thank you, Lord. God, we worship you today. Father, you are holy and just and righteous. You are always right. You're always on time. God, we praise you for who you are. And we thank you, God, that you have made us in your image. Lord, you have given us great purpose. We are not purposeless. We have a purpose in you, Jesus. Unto good works and many, many other things to bring you glory in the earth. And Father, I thank you for all of these young people that are standing. And this church just surrounds them right now with love and support and blessing. And so right now, by faith, we just pray that you would empower each one of these for your purposes. Father, would you fill them with your Holy Spirit till they overflow? Lord, would you stir up the gifts? There's a lot of gifts standing right here. Gifts of prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. We're uh, healing, acts of service and, and helps. There's so many gifts. Lord, we stir those up right now in the spirit. God, we pray that these people standing would come to the fullness of the calling that you have called them, Lord Jesus. That they would reach out and grab a hold of that for which you have, have grabbed a hold of them. God, that they would ma- make the mark set out for them in eternity and here on this earth. We love them. We bless them. We thank you for them, God. And now, Lord, as we just take a few minutes, as Don plays this song and we, we baptize Sarah, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to just speak to every heart that's in this room. Lord, if there's anything that would keep us from you, God, would you stir that up so that it, it comes to the surface and we just let it go. We give it to you, Jesus. You just wash it in the blood. God, that you would make us whole and new and fresh, that you would renew our minds with your word. Lord, make us an offering. God, we we just give ourselves to you and we put ourselves on the altar, God, and we say, come Holy Spirit, would you burn us up with your fire so nothing left remains but what is holy and pure and good and true and lovely. God, help us to think on those things. Make us vessels for you, Jesus. Make these people standing 
fully alive. Open their spiritual eyes, Lord. As Paul even prayed in Ephesians, open their eyes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. She's got one more thing to say. I'm just going to read my testimony out for y'all. Good idea from Roddy. Uh, So, throughout my life, a lot of things that I never realized at the time were affecting me negatively. One being an unhealthy relationship with my mom. Another being events in my life that I unknowingly blame for God. Even stuff as simple as what I watched. All that and more had caused my heart to grow hard, and I never felt the love of God that I constantly heard about from my church and youth group and family. I had a lot of Christian head knowledge, but I never took it into action in my life. Because of all these things, around my seventh grade year of school, I truly believed that God didn't care about me or this world. I lived a sinful life for about two years. Nothing changed until late in my eighth grade school year. I realized how much hate, judgment, and sin I had in me, and I repented it to God. It took a lot of help and healing from my mentor Olivia, Roddy, and God to break the chains I had grown and carried for so long. 
This summer has been a summer of breakthrough for me. I have finally started taking that head knowledge I have and putting it into action in my life. I have a newfound love for God, and I want him in my everyday. Teen Serve showed me just how easy it is to put God in my everyday as well, and showed me that I had a bad self-image and needed healing, and that I can love other people the way I love God. I would also like to thank everyone that gave money and prayer for my trip to Teen Serve. Without you, I wouldn't be standing here in this baptism right now. I realize now more than ever all the things I'm abundantly blessed with. My dad is such a blessing in my life. He's a great Christian, and I'm proud to have someone I can look up to like up to like that. My mom is very caring and has taken so much time and effort to raise and help me and my brothers. I am blessed with three older brothers, each one of their with their own awesome character and personality. I know that God made each one of us in heaven to be an awesome God-fearing family together. I'm also blessed with amazing church family. So many people at ALC and ALC's youth group have taken time to mentor me, pray with me, and just be my friends and family. For all these reasons, I know I am ready to give the reins to God and let him take control of my life. I am ready and willing to serve and lay down my life for him.